Trinity Outreach Ministries International, a teaching ministry where lives are changed through prayer, worship, the word, fellowship, and outreach. Today, I want to look at Jesus, the revolutionary Messiah. Make sure you got something to write on and something to write with. Make notes. But I want to show you some stuff. Elder June did such a good job of reading the scripture. Taken from Matthew chapter 5. And I want to show you something here. It says, You have heard that it was said to, to those of old. Chapter 5 verse 21. Verse 22. But I say to you, verse 27, you have heard that it was said to those of old, but I say to you, wow. 31, furthermore it has been said, 32, but I say to you, 33, again you have heard it was said, 34, but I say to you. 38, you have heard that it was said. 39, but I say to you. 43, you have heard that it was said. 44, but I say to you. Wow. Now, every one of the statements that he made concerning you have heard it said can be proven correct from the prophets of the Old Testament. What is this? You mean to tell me that he is quoting prophets in the Old Testament to religious leaders and still has a but thrown in. So my question to you this morning is this. Where did we ever get the idea that Christianity is a soft religion? I have heard people down the years say, uh, he, weren't any, he wasn't any good out here. He wasn't any good in the secular world. So I see he going in the church now. Next thing I know, he's going to be a deacon and then a pastor. Well, people are beginning to find out that being a pastor is not all that it seems to be. My personal perspective of being a pastor is if God didn't call you, you are a fool. God must have an easier work and job to do than this. Amen. There is both hands and both feet. If God didn't call you to be a pastor, you are a fool trying to do this work without the call of God in your life. There is a whole lot better way to live. Easier way to live. Less traumatic way to live. You know how many people have roast breadfruit, sorry, roast pasta every Sunday? Every Sunday after church. While they sit to the dinner and lunch and they have a roast, bread, roast, roast pasta. Where did we ever get the idea that Christianity is a soft religion? Where did we get the idea that Jesus was soft? 
As a matter of fact, as we can see right here, the truth of the matter is that Jesus disrupted the religious leaders with radical ideas and teachings. This were, these were the teachings that they lived by. These were the teachings that they promulgated and promoted and, and told to everybody. These were the teachings that they held everybody to standard about. And Jesus is telling them, oh, but I say to you, who, who gives him the authority to come against tradition? Tradition. Do you know that you can be up in the church for years and yet not be a Christian? Let me say that again. Do you know that you can preach the sermons, sing in the choir, play in the band, do the stewarding, lead the prayer group, lead the worship team, lead the band, and never be a Christian? In other words, you are simply a church goer that has settled into behavioral modification, but there is nothing going on on the inside. Do you know that your personal attitude can be blocking your own blessings? Your personal attitude can be blocking your own blessings. Do you know that the Lord has the delivery truck all lined up to bless you, but your attitude is so out of sync that he's telling the truck, don't deliver? It's parked right in your street, right in front of your house, but they ain't going to offload until your attitude straighten up. The truck pulled in. It is the delight of the father to bless his children that the truck has come right to your driveway, but it can't offload because of your attitude. Your attitude has the door locked on the vehicle. Not the pastor attitude, you know. Not the brother or sister sitting next to you attitude, you know. Your personal attitude. Holding up your blessings. Wow. Let me ask you one more question and we're going to jump into this. One more question. Do you know that God is not in the business of accepting worship from people who hold grudges? Let me put that away. God is not in the business of accepting worship from people who hold grudges. But the devil is a strategist. And therefore, you can find, I am referring to Trinity. I ain't talking about Trinity. I ain't talking about Trinity. I ain't talking about Trinity. You can find worship teams and churches all over the length and breadth of this country that once you sit down with them for five minutes, you hear all the mess going on in the church, or all the grudges, or all the hearts, or all the stuff going on, and you, feel, you, you leave there saying, wow, and these were the people who were leading me into the very true room of God? I ain't talking about Trinity. Let us go one by one quickly. I ask the Holy Spirit... To do what I can get done today. Because these six topics 
can comfortably take us six weeks. There is preaching in here. But we're going to hit them in one session. Matthew chapter 5 verse 21. You have heard it said to those of old, you shall not murder. But I say to you, verse 22, that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of judgment. Hold a second there now. In other words, what is this revolutionary Messiah saying? If you have taken no notes for the morning, you need to write this. There is more to murder than the physical act. Oh! oh, my God, my God, my God. There is more to murder than the physical act. There is more to murder than the physical act. In other words, you can murder somebody with your words. You ain't touched them. No knife hasn't stopped them. But you destroy them with your words. You kill them with your words. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And you can use your tongue to kill people. And destroy their characters. And destroy their... No their careers, and destroy their stuff. In other words, there is more to murder than the physical act. And if you are going to be a follower of Christ, you need to deal with what's on your inside compared to just doing the physical act. No, you didn't do the physical act, but you're walking around with a grudge. You didn't do the physical act, but you're walking around with hatred. You didn't do the physical act, but you're walking around with malice. Oh. In other words, you turn up at their funeral just to see that they're really dead. Not that you support the family. Not that you are interested in a, a, to be absent from the body is present with the Lord. You want to go past the casket and see that they're dead for true. And then walk away and say, Hallelujah. Salvation and glory. But God is not in the business of receiving worship from unclean vessels. So we are functioning with religious delusion. Turn with me quickly. Don't lose your space in Matthew 5. So we're going to stay in Matthew. But I want you to go over quickly to me. Uh, come with me to Matthew 23. We are still in Matthew. Because the reading of verse 24 of chapter 23. Blind guides who strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cleanse the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. 26. Blind Pharisee, 
first cleanse the inside of the cup and the dish that the outside of them may be clean also. In other words, live from the inside out. 27. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs full of dead men's bones, but painted pretty, pretty, pretty on the outside. But inside, full of dead men's bones and uncleanness. 28. Even so you also outwardly appear righteous to men. Oh, you know the vocabulary. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. God is awesome. You're hypocrite. Turning away people from church in large quantities. Let there be a change on the inside. And then when you say hallelujah, praise the Lord, it is authentic. It comes from inside. It is backed by substance. It is down in your belly. Woe to you scribes and Pharisees. Because you outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and dead men's bones. Come back to chapter 5. Come back to chapter 5. A radical revolutionary Messiah. I hear what he says in verse 20. Pastor say we talk, we start at 21. Yeah, but let's go back by one verse because the Bible was not written in what chapters and verses. So let's go back up by one statement. I understand what is happening here. For I say to you, chapter 5, verse 20, that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter in the kingdom of heaven. So if our revolutionary Messiah were to turn up in a lot of churches today, where people are just going through form and ritual, but there's no heart in it, he'll look at them and say, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites. Now, two terms are used in there, raka, which is a translation of an, of an Aramaic expression, which simply says, you stupid idiot. In other words, you are looking down on the intelligence of somebody. Raka is, is a translation from an Aramaic expression. You stupid idiot. Then it says fool. Fool in the English does not bring over what it was saying in the Greek. What it was saying in the Greek is that you good for nothing scoundrel. That's the context of that term. So Matthew uses an Aramaic term and a Greek term to try to help people to understand that there is more to murder than the physical acts. When you go around calling people stupid idiots, telling people that they're good for nothing, isn't that a judgmental attitude? Yes or no? It's a judgmental attitude. How many people have stopped coming to any church or going to any church because of the judgmental attitude of people? 
You dress too short. You sleep too short. You sit down in church. You can't sit somewhere else. But when they look around, only them in church, and then they feel good. We need to pray to bring the people back in who you chase out. You need to change, or God needs to change you. Secondly, verse 27. You have heard that it was said of those of old, you shall not commit adultery. Wow. Wow. You should not commit adultery. In other words, what am I saying? What is the revolutionary Messiah saying? But I say to you, if you haven't written anything down, write it down now. This is what Jesus said. There is more to adultery than the physical act. There is more to adultery than the physical act. And when you are tied up in pornography and tied up in X-rated movies and tied up in the other, and you are vicariously having sexual promiscuity going on in yourself, you are caught up. You might not be involved in the physical act, but from heaven's point of view, you are an adulterer because there is more to adultery than the physical act. You can restrain yourself from having the physical act, but remember, it's a trap. It's the lust of the flesh. And remember, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, you pervert. You could be a preaching pervert, tied up in pornography but still in the pulpit. And so often, sex pulls down ministers of the gospel because they don't understand what Jesus simply said right at the beginning. A radical idea and a radical teaching. There is more to adultery than the physical while you're listening, I want you to draw attention to two things quickly. Isaiah chapter 1. We will come back to Matthew 5 in a moment. Go to Isaiah chapter 1. Isaiah chapter 1. This is not Pastor Mike speaking, you know. I pray that I beg God. I say, Lord, this is a difficult portion to teach on. So please just let the Holy Spirit speak through me. This is radical. This is a revolutionary person speaking. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 10. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear to the law of your God, you people of Gomorrah. What was Sodom and Gomorrah known for? Sexual promiscuity. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices to me? In other words, you, you, you're going through all the form and the ritual, but you're not living the life. To what purpose is it? Verse 12, when you come to appear before me 
Who has required this from your hand? Who? Why, 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 why are you bringing these sacrifices to me? Clean up your life. Verse 16. Wash yourself. Make yourself clean. Put away your evil doings from before my eyes and cease to do evil. Amos chapter 5. Amos chapter 5. Reading verses 21 to 24. I hate, I despise your feasts. I do not savor your sacred assemblies. Though you offer me burnt offerings and your grain offerings, I will not accept them, nor will I regard your father peace offering. Take away from me the noise of your worship service, for I will not hear the melody of your string instruments, but let justice run down like the water. In other words, let there be a change on the inside. So when we say that God is not in the business of blessing those people who hold grudges, it is biblical proof to show it. Verses 29 and 30 have caused a lot of confusion in the Christian community. Some persons said that it is a mutilation of the body. And some cults teach mutilation of the body based on verses 29 and 30. That is not what is said in the original. That is not what is meant in the original. Please listen to what I'm saying and listen carefully. Pastor, you're too worked up. Quiet down. You're getting too involved, Pastor. You're preaching from the bottom of your toenails. Just share from the top of your head, no? All right, let me try. You have heard it said. From those of old, you should not commit adultery. But I say to you, Whosoever looks at a woman to lust for her already commits adultery with her in his heart. In other words, what is it saying here? It is saying there is more to adultery than the physical act. Continue on. Why does he mention the right eye? It's because of what you're looking at that is causing you to be led down in the path of causing yourself to be caught up in that type of lifestyle. So, cut it off means to separate yourself from looking at what you are looking at that is causing the encouragement of the growth of sexual promiscuity in your mind, in your soul, in your being. Give yourself other things to feed on than sit down and looking at sexual movies after sexual movies. And by the way, some countries believe that the only way a movie can sell is that within five minutes the man jumps in the bed with a woman. Or maybe the man jumps in bed with a man. Or maybe the woman jumps in bed with a woman. That's the only way the movie can sell. What does right eye mean? 
cut out the activities that are leading you in the wrong direction. That is what it means in the original. Cut off the right hand. If it is causing you to stumble, you know what that means? The body who right up under your antiperspirant, the body who you feel is your right arm bearer, who is leading you and encouraging you in that type of lifestyle, you need to cut it off. Sever the relationship because you will never turn around with that person right up on your antiperspirant. You need to get them out from underneath there. So you need to what? Cut it off. Cut them out. And that is what the revolutionary Messiah is saying. Woo! Where does the time go when you're sharing the word of God? Let's move on. There's so much more to say there. 31. Furthermore, it has been said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you, in other words, there is more to marriage than a paper known as a certificate. That's what the revolutionary Messiah is saying. There is more to murder than the physical act. There is more to adultery than the physical act. And there is more to marriage than a piece of paper known as a certificate. That is what the revolutionary Messiah is saying to us. You see, he goes on to say that man talks about a marriage is not regarded as a marriage and it can be annulled if it was not consummated. But what he is saying, when a marriage is consummated physically, it is consummated emotionally, it is consummated spiritually. By Critchlow in saying that, the revolutionary Messiah is saying that. And so you can cut it off. Change the paperwork. But how are you going to do it emotionally and spiritually? There's a whole lot of teaching in that. That requires seminars to go through. And I, require, I re realize that anything I say in here now can be misunderstood. So it's better for me to move on until I have the time to teach it properly. Because everything I say, somebody's going to say, but what about? 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 Okay, so hold but what about to the Holy Spirit. When I was preparing this portion of Scripture, I said to the Lord, Lord, Matthew 5 is a difficult portion to teach. And then when I got down to this section, and I said, Lord, in five minutes on a Sunday morning, 
what can I really do with this section? Which would take me a month of teaching of seminars and workshops to kindly explain. He said, Mike, remember John the Baptist. I said, well, that ain't comforting at all. Anybody remember John the Baptist? Anybody remembers John the Baptist? John the Baptist told Herod that divorce and remarriage was wrong. And what did Herod do with his head? He took his wife. Antipas is a... Don't let's get any story, man. They're going to go down a different road. I don't, I don't want to get involved with that. But the Holy Spirit told me, Mike... If you think divorce and remarriage is an explosive topic now, remember John the Baptist. And if you think you can handle it in five minutes, you're better than John the Baptist. They say, Lord, I am better than John the Baptist. Because Jesus himself said what? Of men born of a woman, there has been none greater than who? John the Baptist. So look at me trying to big up myself like a big McGuffey. So let the Lord deal with you on that. But the point is this. Murder is more than a physical act. You could be holding murder in your heart. Adultery is more than the physical act. You could be in pornography and sexual blue movies and stuff in your side. Marriage is more than a piece of paper known as a certificate. What is it that he is getting at? Let me hasten on. 33. Again, you have heard it said by the prophets of all, you shall not swear, but you should perform your oath, blah, blah, blah. But I say to you, do not swear at all. In other words, what is he saying? Please write this down. There is more to swearing and saying oaths than is appreciated in the moment. There is more to swearing and saying oaths than is appreciated in the moment. Let me say something to you. Listen to this. Listen. Listen, when you are called to testify in front of the United States Congress, you have to swear and take an oath to tell the truth. Why? Because they say if you tell any lies, you have committed a criminal act. And they're coming for you. So before you lie, you go and you plead the fifth. And you can plead the fifth from morning till night. I answer no question. I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. Somebody that we know well was called to testify and he pleaded the fifth. How many they say? Junior does know these things. 500 and something times. The revolutionary Messiah is trying to get his followers to understand something. 
If you have to swear and take an oath before you talk to somebody, it means that you are under natural conditions, Elijah. And for this moment, you can tell the truth. But he wants his people to be under natural conditions telling the truth. So there is no need to take oaths. In other words, to be a person of integrity, to be a person who is known to speak the truth, you don't have to say, I can tell you the truth right now, I swear by God. Because every time you open your mouth, it is what? The truth. This one hot. You talk about a hot one, here's a hot one. I can already sense the pushback. I ain't read it yet. 38. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. That is how the Pharisees live. And we got Pharisees right here in 2023. Anybody hit you, hit them back. I hit them harder than they hit you, you Pharisee. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. I ain't making it up. Read it in your own Bible or tear out the page. What is this? Revolutionary Messiah saying that you're a Pharisee. You're a modern day Pharisee. When you tell children, anybody hit you, hit them back. When you, when you can't take tip for tat, and when you're going down the road, anybody do you something, you gotta get back at them. In other words, oh, oh, settle down, Pastor Mike. What is the revolutionary Messiah saying? He's saying, there is, there is a higher level of living than the one of retaliation. Write it down. There is a higher level of living than the one of retaliation. And his followers must walk on the higher ground. Come with me over to Romans chapter 12. The apostle Paul grasped that concept. You're pushing back on me today, Lord have mercy. When I finish, I can run. Romans chapter 12, verse 17. Repay no one evil for evil. I rest my case. When you train a child, if they kick you, kick them back. If they hit you, hit them back. If they don't, hit them back. You're Pharisee. Your modern-day Pharisee, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you are a churchgoer and not a Christian. That's why I say what? You can be involved in all sorts of activities up in the church for a lot of years, but you inside ain't changed. You ain't changed on the inside. No, quickly, 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 quickly. Quickly, quickly, 43. You have heard it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, verse 44, love your enemies. Oh, that sound good. Bless those who curse you. You, you, you serious? You got to be joking now. 
Do good to those who hate you. My, my, my. You're going too far now. Pray for those. Oh, pray God's damnation, you mean. Pray for those who spitefully use you. Woo! Woo! What is this? Quickly, quickly, quickly. Go back to chapter 5, verse 20. Go back to chapter 5, verse 20. For I say unto you, unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will no, by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. In other words, you will remain a church goer all your life, but never become a truly Holy Ghost filled, born again Christian. And then, that is his introduction to these examples. And then he concludes with 44, 45, 46, and 47, saying that my people must live differently. So 20 is the introduction to his speech. And 44, 45, 46 is the conclusion of his speech in that area. What is it? Come with me, come with me, come with me. Where are we going, Pastor? Right here, follow me. 21. You have heard it said, do not commit adultery. Sorry, murder. What is that? An action. Everybody say an action. Everybody say an action. Everybody, everybody, an action. Good, good. You have heard it says, do not commit murder. What is that? An action. Come, 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 come with me. 27. You have heard it said, do not commit adultery. What is that? 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 An action. Come, come, come with me. 31. You have heard it said, don't give no wife no certificate. What is that? An action. Come, come, come. 33, you have heard it said, don't swear falsely, don't have to give no oath. What is that? An action. Come, come, come. You have got to 38. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. What is that? Action. Make a note of it in your Bible. A lot of people live religious activity, but they have no relationship with God. Everything they do is a religious activity. But there's nothing going on in here. Now hold a second. Come. But I say. Action. Murder. Action. But, action. but murder is more than a physical act. What I want is character development. Oh. I want you to be able to move on the inside without holding anybody in hate and grudge and envy and animosity. That's character development. You have heard that it is said don't commit adultery. That's an action. What I want is character development. You don't sit down and spend your nights looking at pornography. 
You know, sit down and spend your time looking at X-rated movies. You, you, when you look at something, it must build you up. Help to prepare you for the future. Action. Character development. Come on, come on, come with me quickly. 27. You have heard that it said don't commit adultery. Action. 31. You have heard it said about divorce. Divorce and a certificate. Action. What he talks about after that, character development. You have heard it said 33. You don't need to give no oath before you speak because you should be a person of integrity who normally speaks the truth. What is that? Character. Character. If you have not written anything yet for the morning, as I hasten to bring this to a close, some of you will really like to get your hands on these notes. But as I hasten to bring this to a close, our revolutionary leader was not focusing on religious activities since religious activities can be empty with no heart involvement. But he was calling on his people to have character development. Change on the inside. When I say I love you, that's not religious hypocrisy. That's because I love you. When I come and give you a hug, it's not to be politically correct. It's because from the bottom of my heart, I express myself to you by hugging you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. This revolutionary Messiah has really hit us this morning with some solid stuff out of Matthew chapter 5. You have heard it said by the prophets of old, but I say to you, where does this message find you today? A churchgoer? A 2023 Pharisee? Or does it find you in the process of character development? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Where does it find you today? Only you know the answer to that. Why? Because man looks on the outward appearance. And some of us have become professional Christian actors. We fool the pastor, we fool the elders, we fool the committee members, we fool everybody in the church. But we can't fool God. And in the final analysis, it's appointed unto man wants to die and after death the judgment. We shall all stand before God to give a conch. And when he says give a conch, he says that every thought, every activity that resonates through your being. So if you on the outside are the most pious of Christians, but on the inside you are the most perverts of vulgarity. They come clean with God. I'm not going to ask anybody to raise any hands.
Because if people just looking around, looking around to run with gossip. But if you're looking around to run with gossip, it is because your heart is not right with God. And I am always reminded that some of the seed fell by the wayside. And is a mixed multitude. Some of the seed fell on stony ground and places. It's a mixed multitude. But some of the seed, oh God, I thank you, fell on good ground. May you this morning, Heavenly Father, grant that the majority in here today will be good ground. With character development. Christian character development. In Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. If you look at the conclusion of what he was saying, verses 44 through 48, he is saying that your character should distinguish you from others in a positive way. You see, character is not situational. When I were the people giving vulgar jokes, I gave him vulgar jokes. When I were the people who are not giving vulgar jokes, I don't give vulgar jokes. That is not character. When I were the people who drink in liquor, I drink liquor. When I were the people who, who we, don't, we don't touch liquor. Oh yeah, we don't touch liquor. That's not character. Character is not situational. Character is consistent. Character is living based on knowing who I am. And regardless of which crowd I am, I am who I am. They who God says I am. That's character. Whether with the guys running drugs, I am a druggie. I praise in the Lord. It ain't gonna work. Something will happen that twists up something. And God is going to be the one that says, you cannot serve two masters. So if you want to serve the devil, go along, bro. You then have to make a decision where you're going or how you're cutting it. Character development. And may I say, your character is developed as you read the word of God. Your character is developed as the Holy Spirit works in your life. Your character is, work, is developed based on a personal commitment to living based on biblical principles. No preacher can make you develop character. A preacher can make you do activities. But it can't change your character. Your character is up to you and God. And so I pray this morning that Trinity Outreach Ministries will not be promulgated, populated by 2023 Pharisees. Churchgoers with no change on the inside. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. No change on the inside. I don't commit murder, but yeah, da 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 da. Da da da. 
I pray in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, this has been a difficult word to share today. I do pray that I delivered it the way your Holy Spirit wanted delivered. Lord, any area that I didn't really cut it the way you wanted it cut, that I held back, I ask your forgiveness. But I ask now that your Holy Spirit will take the seed that was planted and change lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Trinity Outreach Ministries International. Growing and going by increasing in the knowledge of God.